Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Screen Picks Movie Podcast. We're back. Uh, I'm your host, Kip Bowen. Uh, we've got three movies we're going to talk about. That Actually, one that came out last week and two that are coming out this week. Joining me is my very good friend, Joel Amos of the Movie Match. Joel, how are you today? Very good. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of slight slowdown on, on big movies coming up. So, uh, that's why our podcast hasn't been as regular as I'd like, but, uh, in any case, we're, we're here now. We're going to talk about the Batman, which did come out last week. Uh, also coming out this week, the Adam Project on Netflix and Pixar's latest, Turning Red. But we'll start off with the Batman, which I've had a chance to see, but but Joel has not yet seen, and he will, I'm sure, very soon. Um, it's doing very well in the theaters. Uh, it uh, stars uh, Robert Pattinson as the lead character, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Let me read the description here. When Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Uh, it also stars Paul Dano as the Riddler, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright as, as Lieutenant James Gordon, Colin Farrell as uh, Oswald, whatever the hell his last name was, <laughs> a.k.a. the Penguin. Uh, also, John Totoro as Carmine Falcone, Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis as Alfred. It's great cast. Um, I really, really dug this. I, you know, uh, I, I, when going into it, I'm thinking, do we need another one of these? You know, gosh, this is going to be the same. But this one was handled really well. It's, uh, you know, the first two-thirds of it are very dark and, well, actually, the whole thing. But the first two-thirds of it, it's more like a murder mystery, you know, trying to figure out who it is that's killing all of these political figures, why they're killing them. Um, you know, and all the clues that are being left by the Riddler and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, it was just, it was riveting. The last fourth of it gets a little long in, in the tooth, I think. I mean, it's all, it's nearly three hours long um, as we kind of, you know, get more involved with, with the Riddler and who he is and that kind of thing. So, um, so it wasn't quite as strong of an ending as I would have liked, but the rest of the movie was, you know, was just really good. Really just, Spot on, and it was, uh, there is no joy in it. <laughs> not, not one second <laughs> of it. Uh, I actually, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the TV show Gotham. Have you seen that? Did you watch that when it was on? No. No. Okay. Well, I did actually. I kind of started for started it and sort of went all the way through, even though it was sort of hit and miss. Um, but this reminded me of the series because the series really. You know, it takes place before Batman's Batman, so it's a young Bruce Wayne, and it's, you know, all the characters are young and starting out. But, like, the Penguin, he is a henchman to Carmen Falcone, so, you know, that's they carry on that in this film as well. And that Selena and Bruce Wayne were, were friends, you know, in the, in the show as well. And the whole, you know, crime underbelly of Gotham kind of thing, I thought, you know, was interesting about the show. And they, they really kind of explored that in this as well. So I, I was very much attuned to it, <laughs> thinking, oh, this is a lot like Gotham. 
Um, it's directed and written by, um, well, co-written by, but directed by Matt Reeves, uh, who's a fantastic writer. He did Let Me In and uh, the one of the Planet of the Apes ones. Um, but he really has a good, you know, sense of this. Uh, and, you know, all the performances were great. Here's the thing, Robert Pattinson, he does it. He did it. He, he's, he's Batman now, and he does not have the annoying Batman voice, which I have to say I appreciate it. <laughs> For whatever reason, I love the Christian Bale movies. Don't get me wrong, I do. I've, I've told you as well, Joel, that, that you know, they're a little problematic for me. But uh, overall, you know, I know the, the, the essence of them are really good, especially The Dark Knight. But when Christian Bale is Batman, that voice is just to drive me crazy. <laughs> I just say, hey, you know, and his usual Bruce Wayne was very, you know, cavalier. Um, so thankfully, Robert just go ahead and uses the same voice he uses for Batman and for Bruce Wayne. Um, and the brooding, you know, I mean, obviously, the character itself has always been kind of dark and brooding. I mean, that's just the nature of who he is. Um, so Bobby, let's just call him Bobby Patterson. He uh, <laughs> he really captures that. I, you know, he's got that sort of, you know, he's always been a broody type type of actor, but he really, um, you know, really fits this this character well. I thought he did a great job, and everybody else did a great job too. Really, I mean, the whole casting was spot on. So yeah, not not a whole lot to say negative about this, except for it being three hours long. I mean, what have you heard? I, I knew he'd be good. I, mean, I just knew. I mean, <laughs> you, you watch uh, him in Good Times. Like uh, uh, he's right. just he's just a, a phenomenal actor who just happened to be part of two major franchises, um, <clears throat> and somehow, like Kristen Stewart, people were like, "Well, wow, they they can really act," and as she's you know about to possibly win an Oscar. Um, you know, with the the two leads of Twilight are turning out pretty good, I'd say. Um, I've heard very very good things about it. I'm I'm very excited to see it because of the um, the detective aspect of it, which kind of yeah. harks back to the uh, original comics. I mean, that's why he worked so closely with then Detective Gordon and then Commissioner Gordon. Um, they were solving crimes, and it was right. it was more of a he was a superhero, but he was more like it was more detective-y. And, and I'm really glad to see that, you know, that for the first time, like since even Tim Burton, that, that never occurred to any filmmaker making right. a Batman movie to make it about it, the core of what Batman is, which is somebody who solves crimes. Um, yep. You know, they, they went for the larger than life superhero stuff, which is fine and great. And I love you know, certain films more than others, for sure. But, um, you know, I'm really excited to see this, especially a, a young and uh, dashing Robert Pattinson and then Zoe Kravitz. I mean, I can't think of better casting. Um, yeah, she was I mean, just, I mean, you just think of, like, a cat woman, and it's her. <laughs> it's just her. Um yeah, and, you know Jeffrey yeah. Wright is, I think, is brilliant, and Colin Farrell, I hear, just loses himself in the role, and Paul Dano is almost like downright sadistic, and you know this is this is the real deal, and so I I got a feeling that um, that this is is going to get a sequel. I think that's a no brainer, and what's really surprising is Reeves in the last couple of days 
that's been talking about. He sees no reason why he couldn't bring back Robin. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like I said, so I, I, I take it that Gotham the series took after the comic books as well. Um, and, you know, because mostly it wasn't really about, it wasn't a Batman show. It was really a, a Gordon show, you know, because um, mm-hmm. the, the Ben, whatever the heck his name is, I can't think of his name, Ben something, who played, uh, yep, who played Gordon, you know, it's like he, you know, they followed his career trajectory and, and him solving crimes. Um, that's why I, that's why I thought the last fourth of the film kind of, you know, devolved into a sort of an older, you know, the, the previous sort of Batman's, which is, you know, trying to stop a madman from, you know, ruining the world kind of thing. Um, but not so much. The thing is, is that actually happened in the Gotham series too. So, uh, the way it ended, you know, there's, there's definitely room for all kinds of sequels to happen. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I, I I did like just you know I really like I really appreciated the the tone of the film being completely different than the other ones so I mean I'd give this a solid you know four and a half you know half off for it being a little long but it's it was a it was it was really quite good and so when you do get a chance to see it uh, we'll have you we'll have you come on and uh, and give your your two cents too because I like to I'm sure you're gonna love it but I'd just like to hear what you have to say about it too so. Okay, so move, okay. moving on, we're going to talk. About, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Adam Project, which is a new Ryan Reynolds action uh, uh, sci-fi sort of comedy um, that's uh, now just dropped on Netflix for uh, today. And let me read the description: A time-traveling pilot teams up with his younger self and his late father to come to terms with his past while saving the future. Uh, like I said, Ryan Reynolds plays a time-traveling. Uh, uh, pilot uh, and this young kid who plays him as the young Adam Walker Scobell, like just to a T, hit the Ryan Reynolds sort of snarkiness. Mm-hmm. Really cute kid, really really good performance. Mark Ruffalo plays the late father. Jennifer Garner as the mom. Zoe Saldana also is in it. Catherine Keener. Um, I'll let you start us off. What did you think of the Adam Project? I absolutely loved it. I mean, I had a blast. I mean, this is, uh, you know, on the Oscar podcast, we talked about uh, streaming has definitely, like, struck a chord where, you know, there's a movie that feels like a movie, and then there are movies that feel like a streaming movie. Um, And this movie felt like a movie. I mean, this is uh, is just like, uh, you know, this reminds me of the Amblin movies of the 80s and stuff like that, that, you know, the Goonies. And, and then movies like that, and they really don't make movies like that much anymore. So it was really uh, like a breath of fresh air, even though it's you know something we we have seen before. I don't think today's kids, twenty somethings, teenagers, have seen this kind of movie, uh, at least not much. So uh, I think it's a, it's a breath of fresh air for uh, a new generation, and it's certainly a, a little breath of, of fresh nostalgia. Uh, for how they used to make movies, and you know, there's a bit of a uh, supernatural element to it, and so kind of like it. Just I keep coming back to Amblin, and and I just I really really enjoyed it. And Ryan Reynolds is 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 choosing really really widely wisely, and and mm-hmm. I'm telling you that when he made that fake quote unquote you know Deadpool audition tape. 
and then it went viral. People were like, we want him in this role. Um, and that was like the smartest thing he ever did. And it's just like he was starting to be appear in rom-coms that weren't doing well and really wasn't thought of as an action hero because his appearance in the X-Men movie didn't really work very well, the Wolverine movie. So what he's done since then, and like with Free Guy, and now this, I mean, uh, it's a, again, it's another Sean Levi movie. And so Sean Levi is the director, and it's just uh, he's certainly hitting his stride. Uh, he's found his, his niece and Ryan, and they've made two in a row now that are just just utter fun. Uh, that I, I can't really find anything wrong with. <laughs> nope. They're just an enjoyable slice of cinema. It reminds you why we love the movies. Yep. Totally reminded me of Spielberg. I mean, just absolutely. And Sean Levy is a great, he's a great kind of comedy slash action director. Um, you know, I loved his, yep. his yep. Uh, Night at the Museums. I've, uh, you know, I mean, he's, Real steel. He, he just handles it well. Yes, real steel. Um, but the thing about Ryan Reynolds that's so cool is that, you know, even though he's now kind of this more action person and whatnot, he's still he's just still so funny. I, the way he delivers lines. I just I can't ever not love him because he's just so so and this kid who gets to play him, I just thought, Wow, you know, maybe I think they actually became friends and whatnot, I'm sure they did, but um, you know, the kid just must have studied Ryan Reynolds a little bit because he just got has him down pat, you know, with he's twelve years old and he's getting beat up because of his smart mouth and you know, and all this kind of thing and, and you just you can see how he would end up turning into the an adult Ryan Reynolds. So I just I thought that casting was just brilliant. And the performance was, was great. And, and really, that's what makes this movie. Because the movie overall is, you know, again, it's time travel. It's, you're always trying to wrap your brain around time travel. And this kid, you know, at some point questions like, so wait a minute. Do you remember? Was that? You know, it's like you can't think about it. They, all, they always come up with like, um, they always come up with like, uh, you know. An out. Well, and, yeah, an out. Exactly. Like well, for this one, yeah. when you're in the right, when you're in your right timeline, you don't remember or something like that. And I'm like, okay, hmm. you just have to let your brain wrap around it. it doesn't make sense. It's never gonna make sense. Like <laughs> any time travel movies ever truly made complete sense, but they're fun. I think they're some, one of my favorite of the sci-fi types. And yeah. you know, this this just I just went along for the ride on this one. And uh, yeah, and it's really all about. I mean, the visuals were great, too. I mean, there was some great stuff, but this was just all about the, the dialogue, the, you know, the, the rapport, the, the, the way the actors, you know, all did together, and, and especially Ryan and the kids. So, you know, if that, if that didn't work, if that was false in any way, then this movie would not have been as good, you know? That was my that was my feeling. But, yeah, it just had yeah, a lot and, of and like, it, it, it went like I would hope you know, a, a, a mid to late 40-something me would be with my 13-year-old self. Like, the way they were, there was a caring there because they were the same person. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, there was kind of, like, some advice going on, some mentoring going on. And I just, I thought that was just so touching. And, like, yeah. you know, who thinks about that in a time travel movie? And those kind of attention to details is really, really add up to something more than what we usually get from these kind of movies. 
Yeah, exactly. And then you threw Mark Ruffalo in there at one point, and then it, oh. again, it was like, oh, right? It all really clicked yeah. then. Um, so, I mean, Zoe Zadon was great. You know, she has kind of a smaller part, and uh, Jennifer, you know, of course, Mark and Jennifer are sort of together again from their uh, 13 going on 30 days. Um, right. Very cute. Uh, and Catherine Canner, you know, she's she's another yeah. one. I just she pops up every once she pops up and I go, oh yeah, it's Catherine Keener. and she's always doing something different. So, um, this yeah. is a little different. I, I, yep, <laughs> she's good though. She's uh-huh. very good. Always always throws her little two cents in there, and it's never you know it's never very uh, it's never like very uh, uh, she always she always makes it a little different than what you think it's gonna be kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, she's great. So yeah, what would you give this rating, one to five? I go four and a half. I go solid four and yeah, a half. Just expect a great time, and it's on Netflix. So don't be surprised if you find yourself watching it again in a couple of weeks. Yep, it'll probably be trending number one pretty soon, if it's not already. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Then finally, we're gonna finally we're gonna talk about. Uh, Pixar's latest, which I unfortunately did not get to see. I missed the window. Um, Turning Red, which kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know. I hadn't really heard about it that much. But uh, apparently it's, it's, you know, again, Pixar does does it again kind of thing. Let me read the description here. A 13-year-old girl named Merlin, Milen, sorry, Milen, turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. Uh, the cast is, you know, fairly unknown except for Sandra Oh, who plays, I believe, Mila's mother. Um, mm-hmm. But tell us, what did you think of Turning Red? I've heard all kinds of great things about it. You know, it's interesting. I really, really, really loved it. I really, really loved it. But it, it, uh, I had read somewhere that I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because it's airing on Disney Plus, and but it is Pixar's new movie. They're really pushing it as Pixar's new movie. Um, but it, it seems to, like they say, it, it's, if it got released in theaters, it would be a PG-13. And, mm. you know, I watched it with that one eyebrow, like, up, like, really? Like, what are they doing differently? And I, I would not watch this with my eight-year-old, but it, mm. I can't wait to watch it with her. Um, it's about <laughs> adolescence. It's about what you go through, particularly as a woman, um, you talk about the history uh, of, of family and this family, and there's this curse that, you know, skips a generation or doesn't skip a generation. Uh, I'll let you find out on your own. Um, and what you have to do to get back to quote unquote normal. And it's like a, a ritual, you, this family thing that you have to go through. And so, you know, and, and it, it, it kind of started to me to feel a lot like um, um, what's the one with Amy Poehler, Inside Out? Yes. 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 Where she also is a 13-year-old girl, and then you get inside her head. Um, but this is very different. This is a much less uh, innocent view of it. I mean, there's like, you know, a family curse that goes back centuries, and why it, it came to be and you're expected to be a certain way, you know, be like your mother, be like your grandmother. I mean, the pressure on this young woman is immense. And so she turns into this red panda a lot. And so 
it's it's just an interesting thing where where kind of kind of like brave where you're like okay you've written yourself into this corner how are you going to write yourself out and how they do that right. is really really terrific and done handled very organically and very Disney Pixar ish and uh, it, they've done it again they've just they've done it again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I read that it's sort of gutsy on Pixar's part because it does, you know, deal with with girls going through puberty. You know, puberty, I guess yeah. I'm pa- I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say it out loud, having periods, getting their periods, you know, that kind of stuff. Just dealing with all of those emotions call, and they don't call but, it turning red for nothing. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's how it, you know. Yes, it is probably a little young for Bella right now, um, but she should see it when she starts to get to that age. Now, I feel like, you know, a Pixar movie, they are going to take their young kids to see this. Uh, so, I mean, let me ask you, I mean, like a boy or anything like that, I mean, is there enough in the film to be enjoyable if you're not, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> a young girl going through yeah. Okay, okay. C- certain things will go over your head. But I'm convinced after watching movies for years with a child, uh, you know, a number of things go go over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing. It. I think it's going to be on Disney Plus. Is it uh, on Disney Plus now, yeah. or is it going to be on Disney? Oh, yes, it is now. Okay. Oh, do you have to pay for it? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, then I might then I missed it. I could have watched it. Oh, darn it. All right, well, I'll watch it then, and we can talk about it maybe uh, next time okay. we do a podcast. So, <laughs> so what you what rating would you give Turning Red? Another four and a half. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty darn good week. It is a good week. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Batman, you know here's your chance to go see it. Definitely, it's doing well in the box office. A lot, a lot of great positive feedback from. From that and you know people walking out really loving it so and then we've got turning red which you can watch on disney plus as well as to go see it in the theater and then uh the other project which you can watch on netflix i tell you it it is an interesting world with the streaming you know i mean in in a in a you know back in the day kind of thing these kinds of weeks where you didn't have any really big movies opening up in the theaters every single week is is you know, kind of a norm now. It's like, oh, well, there's not a big movie coming out this week, but on Netflix, there's this really great movie you can watch with Ryan Reynolds, you know? Right. Um, it's just interesting to me that how things have, you know, kind of shifted that way. Uh, and uh, next week, I, you know, again, it's kind of a, another week where there's really not anything coming out. Um, I know there's this uh, indie film, The Outfit, that we talked about in our preview. I think we talked yeah. about it in our preview that we're both kind of looking forward to. That does come out limitedly next week. But uh, the other one I think might be Deep Water, which is the Ben Affleck uh, yeah. Dramas one that's coming out on Hulu. Is yeah. that next week? That's next week. Is it? Yeah, I got a link to see yeah. that and uh, yep. already seen the outfit. Oh, I haven't seen the outfit yet, so I'm going to try to see if I can get that. So we uh, okay. we can definitely um, try to jump on a podcast next week for these two movies. But if not, 
we'll we'll follow up the following week and talk about those two movies. Plus, also the big one coming out on the twenty fifth, which is The Lost City, which looks like a fun action comedy. It looks so much fun. Sandra Bullock, yeah, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. All right, well, Joel, thank you Brad so Pitt. much again for huh? And Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt, right, right, looking very like he's on the cover of a romance novel. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just love the line in the trailer again. where, sorry, I just love the line in the trailer where Sandra Bullock asked him, why are you so good looking? And he said, my dad was a weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks really funny. I'm excited about seeing that. Um, so we will definitely have a podcast that week for sure. Um, talk about that. But Joel, again, thank you. You can read all of Joel's reviews on his on his website, themoviematch.com. And until we talk again, everyone have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.